When my youngest son, Joe, was 19 years old, we received a call late at night telling us he was wounded, and we couldn't understand. So we went to the emergency room, and finally a doctor walked in, and he said that he had not survived the 23 stab wounds he had received. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to The Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Recently, we've been talking about how some people might say, well, if God truly loves us or is even real, why does He allow bad things to happen to us? I think there's so many who struggle with these thoughts, even amongst some of the strongest believers. But how should we respond to moments when bad things happen to us? In our last show, we had a very positive woman by the name of Janet Eccles, who's so full of life. Yet she told us a story of how she had everything in her life, a husband, three children, everyone was happy and healthy until she began to lose her sight. She sought doctors for answers and healing. There was no hope for her. One day she completely lost her sight. She grew distant from her husband. Then her husband one day came home and told her that he's going to leave her for another woman. Janet was devastated and didn't know what to do. Janet, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Ann. Yes, it was a time in my life when I was totally desperate, and I went to the church hoping for a miracle, but no miracle occurred. Something, maybe I could say a different type of miracle occurred, not the one I was looking for. When I heard that verse, seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness and all these things shall be added on to you. So what I did with that verse is I just asked them to show me, was I supposed to take action based on what I heard? For me, number one was to be able to see again, to be normal for my husband to come back and to be able to be a mom to my little boys. But God was saying something different. He was saying, seek me first. So that's when I asked him in my heart, hoping that he would give me a clue. And how do you do that? To me, that seemed such an abstract type of a request. How do you seek God? How do you seek someone you cannot see? So that's when he answered my prayer about me asking him how to seek him. Somebody gave me a Bible, an audio. I began to listen to it. Mm. And a lot of times those verses I had heard before with my head, but this time I was listening to them with my heart. Mm. It was like a sponge. I was just soaking it in. Mm. And you know what I did? For the first time I said to God, I said, you know, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to count on that being true for my life. Mm. And then when he said, for the plans I have for you are to prosper you, not to harm you. It was like freedom to me. It's like, really? My plans for my life have fallen apart. All my plans were broken. But he was saying, he had plans for me. (laughs) And so it was like, not really. I don't have anything going for me. I'm a pitiful blind woman. But you have plans for me? I'm going to believe in that. So not only did I believe in his plans, and I continued to hear his word, but I drew wisdom on how to react to my husband after his announcement that he was leaving me. I said to him, you don't have to stay with me. You're free to go because I have someone in my life. <laughs> so then I, <laughs> and his name is Jesus uh-huh. because he had accepted Christ as my own personal Lord and Savior. Awesome. See, I made him the Lord of all in my life, my blindness, my marriage, my future. 
So I told my husband, you can go. You're free to go. Wow. And Jesus, he'll be everything for me. He'll be the father to our sons. And my husband, she decided to go. A week later, my husband came back and said, I decided to leave everything else behind. I'm going to be devoted to you and our sons. We began to talk, to pray together. He became my best friend. We fell in love all over again. And we just celebrated 41 years of being married. Janet, that is amazing because you simply gave it all to God and you just allowed for your husband to leave. And he actually came back and the Lord answered your prayers. Thank God he came back. This is so amazing. Thank you. Remember what God said? And all these things shall be around to you. He added the most beautiful relationship in our marriage. Amen, Janet. Amen. I think someone needed to hear this. This was the moment when you truly gave everything in your life to God. Now, when you experienced Jesus as your Lord and Savior during this time, though you were physically blind, I understand that you could now truly see because of your relationship with God. But I understand it wasn't easy in life afterwards because something horrific happened to your family. What happened? Well, once my husband and I began a new relationship, that void that I had in my life when I could see for the first time was filled with joy, with peace, with knowing who I was. And of course, yes, I followed Christ. I would listen to the Bible, you know, day in and day out, continue to do that, brought up my little boys knowing the Lord. But when my youngest son, Joe, was 19 years old, we received a call late at night telling us he was wounded. And we couldn't understand because Joe was captain of the football team, all-star lacrosse player. He was always participating in his Bible study. He was a leader. He was handsome. He was witty. Who could have wounded him? Mm. So we went to where he was, paramedics, ambulances were we there. They told us to go to wait for him in the emergency room. So when we got there, we waited and waited, and finally a doctor walked in, and he said, are you the parents of Joe Eccles? I jumped to my feet, and I said, where is he? How is he? When can I take him home? And that's when he told us that he had not survived the 23 stab wounds he had received. It's horrible. And I said, Lord, you know, these things, these things don't happen to those who know you. How could you allow this to happen? And in my anguish, in my broken world, I couldn't even breathe. But you know what I heard in my heart? I heard God say so clearly, he said, be still and know that I am God. What he was telling me is that he knew my anguish. He knew the pain that it was just about to destroy me. But he was telling me he was still God, the same one who could be there when I needed him yeah. to give me the peace and the comfort that I needed, you know, day after day. And that's exactly what he did. Wow. And now I know why he did that, because he had a plan, and the plan is for me to be able to have enough peace, to have a presence of mind, to remember that two years prior that my Joe had accepted Christ as his Savior. Oh my gosh, Janet, that is horrible. Yet in your relationship with God, it seemed like you were able to process and see the good in the midst of the most horrible situation. I think most would just struggle with rage and feelings of anger, even at God. Did you go through any of that? I went through all that. You know, why me? At times I would say, Lord, I could take my blindness, but not this. Why now? Why me? Why in such a tragic way? There were all kinds of questions, and there were temptations to feel self-pity and anger and wanted to take revenge or second-guess myself. What could I have done to prevent this guilt and mm -hmm. all those things? But you know what I did? When those types of thoughts enter my mind, I would just repeat God's word back to Him. Uh -huh. Because by then I had learned it so well that I could say Him like my own name. You know, I would say, God, you said that you'd be close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. You said that you would sustain me. You would give me the strength that I need. You would uphold me with your righteous right hand. And see, all those things before this happened, before I lost my sight, 
those words were something foreign to me. They really didn't hold any meaning. But when I repeated them, that's what gave me comfort to keep on going and to be able to dry my tears. And actually what happened is something amazing, and that is my sorrow turned to gratitude. I didn't focus on the loss of my job. I focused on the gift he was to me for 19 years yeah. and the fact that I'm going to see him again. So there was a transformation when I held on to God's word. Yes. Gosh, Janet, this is such a heartbreaking story. But it is amazing what the Lord is telling you of a truth that is beyond you. The truth that you will see your son again. And I understand that afterwards, you got a chance to condemn or forgive your son's murder. And I want to talk more about that on our next show. Thanks so much, Janet. May the Lord bless you as you're sharing your life with us. Amen. Thank you. Hey guys, don't go anywhere. I want to share some things for those who are going through a hard time in their past or even right now, right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Honestly, this all sounds very tragic. But before I talk about that, there was something that Janet said in this show that really stuck out to me. She said she was able to truly see now that she gave everything to God. That is an interesting saying because most would say she became blind and therefore she lost her sight. But she is saying that through losing her physical sight, she gained her ability to truly see in the spirit. This is a perfect description of what happens when people see Jesus for who he truly is. He is the savior. He is the redeemer. And as I talked about in our last show, he is our overcomer. You see, it's written in John 9, 25. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. You see, this Bible verse is when there was a blind man and Jesus healed him. And these Pharisees who hated Jesus, they were accusing Jesus of being a sinner. And all he said to them, he was like, I don't know if Jesus is a sinner like you guys say. But one thing I know, though I was blind, now I see. See, though he could see physically, he also saw who Jesus truly was when this miracle occurred in his life. He saw Jesus for who he was, and he had an encounter with Jesus. This is greater than getting physical sight, my friends. Seeing Jesus for who he is in the spiritual realm is the most important lesson to take away here. Janet was able to see God's provision in her life. Think about this. She could have gotten so angry and bitter in her life. She could have cursed God and just wanted to die because she was losing her husband. She lost her sight. I mean, she felt helpless, but she gave everything to God. And what did she get? She got her husband back and she got her life back. It was different, but she got a new life. 
This followed a biblical principle written in the book of Matthew, Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. This is what is written when we seek God first. Everything else will just come together. How? Because God is real. Jesus is real. And I just want to take a moment, and yes, bad things happen afterwards, okay? But I just want to zoom in on the fact that she got her husband back. By surrendering it to God, she got something back. And I sense that there's someone right now, maybe you're going through something, maybe you're going through great loss. And I'm not saying that it's like some type of genie potion thing where if you surrender to God, that you'll just get that person back or that job back. I don't know what it is. But maybe you're in a spot in your life where you're kind of mad, you're bitter, and you don't know what to do. I want to encourage you, surrender your life to God, seek Him first, and a solution will come about in your life. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness and anger for the situation that their life is in. Lord Jesus, we take a moment to instead of seeking that anger or mulling over that, we seek you first, Lord Jesus. I want to find out who you are, Lord. I want to know you. Let that be the cry of your heart, my friend. We seek you out and we receive you, Lord Jesus, into our heart and into our lives in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.